Welcome to this weekly audio digest edition of the Evening Times, from Friday the 1st to Thursday the 7th of February 2019, read by volunteers at Q&Review Print Speaking to the Blind at our studios in the Bishop Briggs Media Centre. The headlines in part one. Council buses could change plans for free nursery places, helping 10,000 families. Govan Hill, latest milestones in regeneration plans revealed. Council tax set to rise even higher in SNP budget deal with Greens. Met Office issue yellow weather warning for snow and ice on Monday. The Greatest Showman star Hugh Jackman announces Glasgow shows. Views sought on plans to increase prison terms for animal cruelty. Newlands Junior College, college to close amid funding dispute with council. Police launch proactive campaign to tackle Southside thugs. Glasgow Cancer Service supports more than 5,000 people within its first five years. Charity announces 30,000 free meals to go to the city's most vulnerable children. Glasgow residents without water as engineers scramble to find problem. Glasgow traffic latest. Search for hooded knifemen who robbed shop of three-figure sum. Andrew Gutman to return to Celtic after a planned move to Nashville falls through. Evening Times campaign to teach every pupil CPR backed by 23 councils. Cab driver hold before licensing committee to explain speeding ticket. Glasgow's first ever cactus shop opening in the East End today. Bus crashes on busy Glasgow motor causing major delays. Remain the full pleased of his progress as he looks to get up to speed for Rangers. Celtic captain Scott Brown assured of his place as he signs final contract of his playing career. Andy Halliday, Rangers season will be a failure if we don't win any silverware this term. Davy Hay, Neil Lennon's situation at Hibs was vertical. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Council bosses could change plans for free nursery places, helping 10,000 families. By columnist slash reporter Katrina Stewart. Up to 10,000 families could benefit from new council plans to increase access to free childcare. Glasgow City Council has unveiled its intention to raise the threshold for parents entitled to free nursery provision. Previously, education bosses said any family with a household income of £30,000 would be entitled to up to 900 funded hours in council nurseries. Now plans are to increase the threshold to £45,000 and fund places in partner nurseries as well as council nurseries. Councillor Chris Cunningham, City Convener for Education, Skills and Early Years, said This proposal will mean more fully funded early learning and childcare hours for thousands of our families and will be a big help towards the monthly bills in a time when everyone is feeling the pinch. If the report is agreed by all parties at next week's City Administration Committee, we predict that from August, as many as 10,000 Glasgow families will benefit from more access to a quality, flexible and affordable early year service. I am also delighted to announce, as we work towards a phased introduction of 1,140 fully funded hours for all three- and four-year-olds and eligible two-year-olds, the Council's new sustainable partner provider rate. This will hopefully bring reassurance to our valued partners that we are committed to continue to work together to deliver in Glasgow's quality earlier learning and childcare settings. Current data shows as many as 90% of Glasgow families have a household income of £45,000 or less. It is estimated 10,000 families could then benefit from the plans for funded places. The scheme comes as part of Early preparations ahead of the implementation in 2020 of a Scottish Government pledge to give all parents access to 1,140 hours of free provision. The plans from Glasgow City Council will be put before councillors in a report to a City Administration Committee next Thursday. Currently they are subject to the committee's approval, but if they are to go ahead, 
This offer would be available in all 110 council nurseries and would also be available to the council's 121 partner nurseries for the first time. This offer would be for free to five-year-olds whose families meet the earnings threshold criteria. The council said it wants to make childcare as flexible, high quality and affordable for working families as it can. In spring 2018, the council increased the number of hours some families could access in local authority nurseries, ensuring children could benefit from increased early learning opportunities. The plans also aim to help support parents and carers sustain work or training. Working families with a household income of £30,000 or less could access up to 900 hours of funded provision in council nurseries. Numbers securing 900 hours are now in excess of 3,000. Partner nurseries currently receive £3.50 per child per hour. But the report also details the council's intention to increase this to £5.40. By columnist slash reporter Katrina Stewart. This is an article from the Evening Times, 1st of February 2019. Govan Hill, latest milestones in regeneration plans revealed. Miss Sturgeon's book, as council and housing bosses revealed the latest figures from a four-year scheme to regenerate the southwest of the area. At the Govan Hill Regeneration Group meeting, it was announced that 361 new-build properties are to be delivered in the area at a cost of £51 million. It was just one of the several figures presented by Duncan Thompson of the Council's Department of Regeneration Services and Ken McDougall of Govan Hill Halvan Association, GHHA. The SW Govan Hill Property Acquisition and Repair Programme began a pilot in four tenement blocks, running from 2015 to 2017. Now, a four-year programme in 18 tenement blocks, which began in 2017, is nearing the end of its second year. As part of the scheme, GHHA could buy properties in the area from home owners. Mr Thompson said lessons learned using powers given by Demon the Area and Enhanced Enforcement Area, EEA, will help shape public policy to be used across Scotland. He said property acquisition in the area has slowed down, but I would be disappointed if we were still buying up the same rate because that would indicate there are people desperate to get out of the area but actually that rate is slowing down. There's not the volume of people now who want to sell. We will still be looking at acquisitions, but that is not our main focus. We are now also looking at landlords who don't have significant information to be a landlord. Social lettings provider where the landlord wants to continue as a landlord but doesn't want to manage a property, we can put them in touch with a social letting provider and will do that on their behalf to meet the necessary standards. The proof in the pudding is representation in the area, so we plan to put out a survey in the area to see if we are changing people's perceptions. Figures also show 231 clauses factored on management agent in the place, with only 13 still be factored. A total of 339 private lets have now been inspected within the designated EEAs. A total of 359 landlords have been instructed to provide necessary documentation and certification. 24 private landlords are now extradited. 26 private landlords have, been, have had their registration refused or revoked. There have been 290 property acquisitions, 54 additional clauses brought into factoring control. Plans are also underway for the comprehensive major repairs of 19 Kirtuck Street and 119 Broadman Street and 14 Westmoreland Street, 
expected to begin in March. Ms. Sturgeon said, I think the progress of the enhanced enforcement area has been really, really good, and I think the thing we shouldn't lose sight of is the importance of getting the properties back to the Housing Association. If we cast our mind back to three years ago, then that there was a bit that we didn't get right. That wasn't got right at the time. It wasn't sustainable. The factor in here is probably the single most important thing for making improvements to the area. In the Evening Times News recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Council tax set to rise even higher in SNP budget deal with Greens by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. Council tax will go up further. Staff could be charged to park at work and tourists charged a tax for hotel stays in a last-minute budget deal agreed by the SNP and Greens. Finance Secretary Derek Mackay agreed to deal with the Green MSPs to get his budget passed at Holyrood. In turn for their votes, Mr Mackay will allow councils to charge a tourist tax if they wish and for the workplace parking levy to be backed by the Scottish Government. The cap on council tax increases currently 3% will be raised to 4.7% to allow councils to raise for cash. It will increase Band D council tax in Glasgow by £60 a year if the council decides to raise it to the maximum. A 3% raise would have seen it go up by £38 per year for Band D. Band A would rise by £40 a year, Band B by £47 a year, and Band C £53, with a 4.7% increase. Mr Mackay said his budget also provides more cash for local government. Opposition parties, however, say it still means councils cutting services. In Glasgow, the council is facing its biggest shortfall in years, with cash for the first year of equal pay settlement, adding to their other constraints. The finance secretary said... The Scottish Government has continued to ensure our partners in local government receive a fair funding settlement despite further cuts to the Scottish budget from the UK Government. These additional measures will deliver the most significant empowerment of local authorities since devolution and provide additional funding to support local services. In total, overall spending power for local authorities next year will be £620 million higher than it is currently. Labour said the deal means less cash in real terms, a 2.3% cut. It said the Scottish Parliament Information Centre figures show that councils will face £230 million of cuts. James Kelly, finance spokesman, said the only thing the SNP Greens stitch up will deliver is cuts. Tax cuts for high earners, funding cuts for councils and budget cuts for colleges and universities. Labour will engage with the debate around council tax reform and have long campaign for a tourist tax. But these proposals do nothing to help councils in the coming financial year who face a £230 Point seven million pound cut to funding. This budget will lead to a tax cut to people on incomes up to £124,000. The richest could have paid more, but the rest will suffer as a result. Glasgow City Council is expected to set its budget later in February. Council tax is likely to be raised and cuts to services necessary as a spending gap of between £60 and £80 million is anticipated with the equal pay deal, even though payouts won't begin until later in the year, having to be factored into this year's figures. By political correspondent Stuart Patterson. On the Evening Times. 4th of February 2019. Met Office issue yellow weather warning for snow and ice on Monday. The Met Office yellow warning forecasts snow and ice covering most of Scotland on Monday and warns that many people's morning commute may be affected. From midnight until 2pm on Monday 4th, some roads and railways are likely to be affected if longer journey times expected. Forecasters have also warned that people could face injuries from slips and falls and icy surfaces. This weekend, temperatures are set to remain low, with the Met Office also warning that Scotland could see low of minus 16 over.
If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Cune Review channels. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 5th of February 2019. The Greatest Showman star Hugh Jackman announces Glasgow shows. Hugh Jackman has added new dates to his first ever world tour due to high demand including two in Glasgow. The Hollywood star will perform songs from The Greatest Showman during the tour entitled The Man, The Music, The Show, as well as tunes from Les Miserables and other Broadway classics. Jackman, who portrayed American showman P.T. Barnum in the box office smash The Greatest Showman, will bring his tour, which is backed by a live orchestra, to Glasgow's SSE Hydro on May the 7th and May the 8th. He will also now perform in Antwerp in Belgium. Another newly announced date, the Golden Globe-winning actor will kick off his tour with the newly added Scottish shows before heading to European cities including Cologne, Berlin, Hamburg, Zurich, Switzerland and Paris. He'll perform in Manchester and Birmingham later in May before appearing for a five-date residency at London's O2 Arena in June. Despite mixed reviews from critics, The Greatest Showman was a box office success and its soundtrack has topped the charts in the UK for 28 non-consecutive weeks. In both the UK and America, it reached multi-platinum status, selling more than 2 million copies apiece. Jackman's musical credits include his rendition of 1970s singer-songwriter Peter Allen in The Boy From Oz at the Imperial Theatre on Broadway and Les Miserables. He was nominated for an Oscar for his portrayal of John Valjean in the film based on the musical, which was based on the Victor Hugo novel of the same name. Jackman will perform at the Manchester Arena on May the 24th and May the 25th, Birmingham's Resorts World Arena on May the 27th and May the 28th, and the O2 Arena in London from June the 2nd until June the 6th. Tickets for the new dates go on sale at 9pm on Friday, February 8th. This is an article from the Evening Times. 1st of February 2019. Views sought on plans to increase prison terms for animal cruelty. The Scottish Government wants to increase the maximum prison penalty for crimes of cruelty from 12 months and give court the power to impose unlimited fines. Ministers are seeking the public views on its planned amendments to the Animal Health and Welfare Scotland Act 2006. The new tougher penalties could also apply to attacks against service animals, support an initiative known as Finn's Law, the Scottish Government has said. For legal changes would also allow quicker rehoming of animals removed by welfare inspectors. Ahead of a consortium launch, Royal Affairs Minister Marie Gorgian said the Scottish Government has taken bold steps to try to further improve the welfare of animals, and we believe the best way to do that is to challenge and change negative attitudes and behaviour. As such, I hope for strengthening these powers will send a strong message that such abhorrent behaviour will not be tolerated in a modern, progressive and reasonable society such as Scotland. Ms Gurdjian said it is vital to gather feedback and relevant stakeholders and those with experience of animal cruelty issues in particular before introducing new legalisation. 
The campaign for so-called Finn's Law began after police dog Finn was stabbed in Stevenage in Hertfordshire in October 2016 as he pursued a suspected armed robber with his handler PC Dave Wardle. The Scottish Conservatives have been campaigning for laws changes that would make a specific crime to injure or kill a severe animal. The party's justice spokesman Liam Kerr said in Scotland hundreds of service animals work at Police Scotland to keep us safe. Just two weeks ago, three police horses were allegedly attacked by a thug while they were protecting others. Without the tireless effort of PC Dave Wardle and PD Finn, we wouldn't have a commitment from the SNP to give service animals the legal protection they deserve. The Scottish Conservatives will continue to keep the pressure on the SNP government to implement Finn's law. A spokesman for Dogs Trust added, "We are delighted by the Scottish government's proposal to increase the maximum penalty for animal cruelty offences from a partly twelve months to five years in prison. We hope that increased sentences, coupled with more robust enforcement, will act as a deterrent to criminals and protect more dogs from harm." These measures and the proposal for expectation of rehoming or selling of dogs being detained kennels during legal proceedings are important steps in striving for the highest standards of animals' welfare in Scotland, and we look forward to working with the government on this issue. The Evening Times news recorded on the first of February, twenty nineteen. Newlands Junior College calls to close amid funding dispute with council by Group Investigations editor Paul Hutchian. A junior college for young people spearheaded by one of Scotland's richest men is to close amid a bitter feuding dispute with Glasgow City Council. Parents whose children attend Newlands Junior College, which is the brainchild of tycoon Jim McCall, have been told by NJC that the council has not made the resources available to put it on a permanent footing. However, a spokeswoman for the council, which is now drawing up plans to reintegrate the pupils into the state sector, blamed NJC. She said the sudden closure of NJC must be extremely upsetting for the young people and their families. We are appalled by the way the whole situation has been handled by the Newlands management team. Letters announcing the closure have been sent out to families out of the blue and without any input from the council. She added, "There's no doubt that these young people have been failed by Newlands. We will be arranging meetings with every young person and their families next week to discuss their career aspirations and work with them to put in place a program of support." Parents were told by letter, and it's understood the last of the pupils will leave by Easter. In response, Mr. McCall said of NJC, "Every year we have had a 100% success rate in getting pupils into Warkaw College. We have had over 130 people who have benefited." He added, "For Glasgow City Council to say what they have said in their statement to you is appalling. They have known about this and have buried their heads. It is a risk to try and change the system by showing how it could be successful, but the feedback I got is that the council didn't have the resources to do this." Mr. McCall, a billionaire, is chief executive and chief of engineering giant Clyde Blowers, and a member of First Minister's Council of Economic Advisers. In 2014, he and his firm set up NJC, which caters for 14 to 16-year-olds who have become disengaged from education on a five-year demonstration basis. Pupils are offered a range of support, including vocational courses and advice on personal development. The NJC has. College in its title, but the venture is effectively an independent school that is funded by public money and private donors. The Scottish government provided NJC with operating costs worth three hundred forty-five thousand pounds in 2017 to 18, and three hundred sixty-three thousand pounds the following year, as well as a five hundred thousand pound capital grant towards establishing the college. Glasgow Council has given the school one hundred thousand pounds a year for the last five years, and currently has over twenty pupils at the college.
by Group Investigations editor Paul Hutchian. Remember, this weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts for free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. This is an article from the Evening Times, 4th of February 2019. Police launch proactive campaign to tackle Southside thugs. Residents in Battlefield and Shawlands have endured months of assaults on property, businesses, homes and infrastructure. In Battlefield, dozens of attacks saw bus stops, cars, shop fronts, tenement closes and windows targeted by thugs. In Shawlands, locals said there had been break-ins close to Menard Road, stones being thrown at cars from the roof of Shawlands Arcade, thrown fireworks and more smashed glass. Now Police Scotland has said it has taken a proactive approach to the tackling the issue, which has blighted the area for the past four months. Chief Inspector Ross Allen said over the past four months, officers in Shawlands and Battlefield areas have been dealing with an increase in antisocial behaviour. As a result, officers launched a prevention, disruption and reassurance plan. This included the use of national resources such as a mounted branch and a support unit. It also included an increase in high-visibility foot and mobile patrols. Residents were at point of suggestion setting up foot patrols of their own in the area after problems spiralled out of control. The Evening Times first told in November how six bus shelters had been smashed after a wrecking spree from Battlefield through Murray End. At Langside College, where damage was reportedly done to windows and classrooms while a dozen of other incidents of vandalism were reported across the area. Mr Allen added, as part of the ongoing work, officers have facilitated and attended multi-agency meetings to discuss the matter and working in conjunction with partner agencies, a number of diversion and intervention measures are under consideration. This action plan has resulted in a significant drop in a number of incidents, with minimal disruption now taking place. However, local residents can be assured we are not complacent and this action plan will remain in place for the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, Annie Wells, MSP, has called for a clampdown on anti-social behaviour across Glasgow. She said that everyone deserves to live in a safe community free from a menace of vandalism, noise and disruption, drunken behaviour. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 5th of February 2019. Glasgow Cancer Service supports more than 5,000 people within its first five years. By news editor Deborah Anderson. A groundbreaking service supporting cancer patients has helped more than 5,000 people in Glasgow in its first five years. The Evening Times first told of the launch of the Macmillan Improving the Cancer Journey service in 2014. Now the project has given one-to-one emotional, practical and financial support to 5,200 people with cancer. Lorraine Andrew had worked as a call handler for NHS 24 for 16 years prior to her diagnosis. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in May 2017, but later found out that it had spread to her lungs, liver and bones. Concerns over her relationships, her employment and the inability to depend on her husband's wages as a sole source of income were at the forefront of her mind. 
She said, ultimately, I was medically retired, so I did have a lot of worries about benefits and how I was going to cope. Luckily, Macmillan filled out all of my benefit forms for me and got me all the appropriate benefits. They did an assessment which helped me get in contact with other services that were relevant to me and to get some counselling as well, which was really important. Lorraine was also living in a first floor flat at the time, but as the cancer spread, she began having trouble using the stairs to access it. She said, I was allocated a housing officer who facilitated me being moved to a ground floor house. They adapted it to suit my needs. I've now got a garden, and so on days I maybe don't feel like getting out and about, I can have some space. At an event yesterday at Glasgow City Chambers, Macmillan's Chief Executive Linda Thomas highlighted the success of the project. The service operates by offering patients the opportunity to talk about any concerns or needs they may have in their personal circumstances, and then helps to carry out any required action. It runs with support from Glasgow City Council. Lord Provost Eva Bolander said, it's a sad fact that certain people with cancer experience serious financial loss, including the loss of their home because of their illness. We're making sure no one using our services here in Glasgow risks losing their home and are helping people to access the financial benefits they're entitled to. Lorraine added it's helped to take some of the financial pressure off so I can just concentrate on my health. I miss my job and all the people, but the things I do with Macmillan makes me feel valued again. If it wasn't for them, I don't know where I'd be. By news editor Deborah Anderson. This is an article from the Evening Times, 1st of February 2019. Charity announces 30,000 free meals to go to the city's most vulnerable children. The charity will be working alongside large foods who distribute food to schools and outdoor centres throughout the school holidays to produce fresh, wholesome and nutritious warm meal for kids. Project manager Ross Calvif said Glasgow Care and City has served our city for 20 years bringing resources and support to communities in crisis. We've worked together relentlessly over the winter period to ensure resources are in place which address gaps in provision. We announced 30,000 warm meals for children throughout our city who fought no fault of their own, experienced hunger and want. Thanks a unique partnership of agencies, we're doing all we can to help the initiative has been backed by Caledonia Produce, Bullet Express, the Dicker Foundation and the Big Feed. The Evening Times News recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Glasgow residents without water as engineers scramble to find problem from the Evening Times Online. Residents in Glasgow city centre and surrounding areas are experiencing disruption to their water supplies this morning. Scottish Water are currently investigating reports of loss of water supply, low pressure and discoloured water in the G1 area. It's not known when the supplies will be restored, but engineers have been dispatched to fix the problem. Elsewhere, residents in Lennoxtown and Paisley have also been experiencing issues. Engineers carried out emergency repairs on the Lennoxtown network overnight. All customers are expected to have their supplies returned to normal this morning. Paisley residents were also without water this morning. However, Scottish Water have assured customers that this should return to normal. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times. 1st of February 2019. Glasgow traffic latest... A point failure has been reported at Kings Park Station. Glasgow Central Newton services are now being delayed or reversed. Lane 1 of the A82 southbound at Danglas Roundabout heading Eskin Bridge is blocked by a crash. Traffic is slowing in the area but police are believed to be on their way. Congestion has been flagged up on the M8 between Steps and Great Western Road. Expect delays if you're heading in that direction. The icicles at Belgrove Station are being cleared and trains are running as normal. The Met Office has issued a yellow warning for snow and ice for parts of Scotland. 
Glasgow remains unaffected by temperatures are coming in as minus four this morning. Icicles underneath Belgrove Station are causing changes to routes to Glasgow Queen Street. Scotwell can't stop trains at Belgrove, which are heading towards Glasgow Queen Street. Trains towards Springburn, Airdrie are not affected. The Evening Times News recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Search for hooded knifemen who robbed shop of three-figure sum. From the Evening Times Online. Police are searching for an armed robber who stole cash from a convenience store. A 48-year-old man was working in your local store on High Street, Irvine, around 7.30am when the man entered the shop. The worker was threatened with a knife and ordered to hand over cash. The culprit then ran out of the shop with a three-figure sum of cash and was last seen heading towards Kirk Venno in Irvine. He is described as white, 5 foot 10, medium to heavy build and was wearing a grey hat, black scarf, a navy hood at top and tracksuit bottoms. The shop assistant, although uninjured, was left extremely upset. Detective Constable Jennifer Carfer of Solcote CID said, This was obviously a very distressing experience for the shop assistant and therefore it is vital that we catch the culprit as he may strike again. I urge anyone who perhaps recognises the description of the suspect or may have seen him hanging around the area around the time of the robbery to contact police immediately. Anyone with information to contact police at Solcote via telephone number 101 quoting instant number 0521 of the 31st of January 2019. Alternatively, calls can be made to Crime Stoppers on 0800 or anonymity can be maintained. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times. 4th of February 2019. Andrew Gutman to return to Celtic after a planned move to Nashville falls through. Gutman and fellow American Manny Pierce joined the Hoops on three-and-a-half-year contracts on transfer window deadline day last month. Celtic wanted to send a 22-year-old on a loan to the United Soccer League side, but Major League Soccer, which Nashville are set to join next year, blocked the deal. A Nashville statement said, This past week, Nashville Soccer Club had announced its intention to take defender Andrew Gutman on loan from Celtic FC. However, as an expansion member of MLS, and in light of the fact that MLS does not support the transaction, Nashville will not be proceeding with the loan. We miss Andrew the best of his season, and we will have no further comment on the matter. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. We're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in Eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an Access to Audio Ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl at qandreview.com. That's aaatl at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141 772 3976 or email information at qandreview.com. Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at qandreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News recorded on the 5th of February 2019. 
Evening Times campaign to teach every pupil CPR backed by 23 councils, by senior reporter Caroline Wilson. More than two-thirds of Scotland's councils have now backed our campaign to ensure every pupil in Scotland learns life-saving CPR. A total of 23 local authorities have committed to rolling out training in the country's secondary schools with the help of British Heart Foundation Scotland. The charity is now working with the remaining seven Argyll and Butte, Falkirk, Fife, Midlovian, Moray, North and South Lanarkshire, Orkney Islands and Shetland to achieve 100% coverage. South of the border, the UK government is tackling a legislative approach. Ant has said that all schools will be required to introduce mandatory training by 2020. The Scottish Government has ruled out a similar policy. There are around 3,000 out-of-hospital cardiac arrests in Scotland each year. The survival rate is just 1 in 12. And for every minute without CPR, the chances of surviving drop by up to 10%. Glasgow City Council was the first to commit to training all pupils. There are more cardiac arrests in Glasgow than any other UK city. In countries where CPR is more widely taught, survival rates as high as 1 in 4 have been reported. International evidence has shown that in countries such as Denmark, which legislated for all secondary pupils to learn CPR, survival rates for out-of-hospital cardiac arrests tripled. The seven additional councils to back the campaign are Dumfries and Galloway, East Lothian, Stirling, North Ayrshire, South Ayrshire, Scottish Borders and Angus. They join Aberdeen City, Aberdeenshire, City of Edinburgh, Clark Manninshire, Dundee City, East Ayrshire, East Dumbartonshire, East Renfrewshire, Aileen Sear, Glasgow City, Highland, Inverclyde, Perth and Kinross, Renfrewshire, West Dumbartonshire and West Lothian. Daniel Jones, Policy and Public Affairs Officer, BHF Scotland, said, This is a fantastic achievement and we applaud those councils who have made this commitment to ensure our pupils are trained in CPR. Less than 1 in 12 people in Scotland survive an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, partly because too few bystanders have the expertise or confidence to perform CPR. We want this to change and this is a significant step that promises to improve the odds of survival for anyone who has a cardiac arrest in the future. We are now engaged with the remaining local authorities in Scotland and look forward to achieving 100% coverage this year. By senior reporter Caroline Wilson. This is an article from the Evening Times. 1st of February 2019. Cab driver hold before licensing committee to explain speeding ticket. Sir Mohammed was dropping off a passenger when he received a phone call from his wife, who was six months pregnant, saying she was unwell. Mr Mohammed began to rush home to make sure she was okay, but was stopped by officers on his way. He appeared before Glasgow City Council's licensing committee yesterday to explain himself, and councillors agreed to renew his licence for three years. A representative from Police Scotland said Mr Mohammed was stopped by police and driving without due care and attention in February 2018. He pleaded guilty and was fined £150. Mr Mohammed said I was doing for night shift. I had picked up a passenger from Bath Street and he had stopped in Anisand because he wanted to get some food. I received a phone call from my wife who was six months pregnant at the time. She was not well and I was supposed to drop the passenger off in Drum Chapel. All of a sudden I was over the speed limit. There were speed cameras which didn't flash but the police pulled me over and I explained what happened and they told me I had to come to court. Councillor Alex Wilson said I appreciate that you were concerned about your wife and thought you had to act quickly. Circumstances can affect how you act but it is your responsibility to make sure passengers are safe in your vehicle. This is a very regrettable situation. If you get a licence, I suggest you read the terms and conditions and inform licensing officers of this incident. Members agreed to a new Mr Mohammed's private hire car licence and issued him a warning.
The Evening Times news recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Glasgow's first ever cactus shop opening in the East End today by Holly Lennon. A shop specialising in all things cacti and succulent is opening in Glasgow today. Pear claims to be the first of its kind in Scotland and already has hundreds of interested customers. Owners will be opening the doors of their new shop at 434 Duke Street, Deniston, this morning. The latest addition to the East End will be operating from 10.30am to 5.30pm. The people behind Pear have been teasing customers with what to expect, including cacti of all shapes and sizes, a selection of adorable plant pots. We can't wait to visit. By Holly Lennon. This is an article from Evening Times, 1st of February 2019. Bus crashes on busy Glasgow motorway causing major delays. The M8 westbound junction 19 Anderson off slip crashed shortly before 2 pm off the off slip road. The lane was closed but has since reopened, however, traffic is heavy back to junction 15 town head. Eastbound to junction 22. Plantation is also slow with drivers slowed down to look at the crash site according to eyewitnesses. It's the second crash to happen at the site today. Two cars collided at around 12.21pm causing delays for motorists. Police were on the scene but the incident has since been cleared. It is not yet known if anyone was injured in either accident. The Evening Times Sport recorded on the 1st of February 2019. Jermaine Defoe of his progress as he looks to get up to speed for Rangers by group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Jermaine Defoe reckons he is getting fitter and sharper all the time as he looks to get up to speed for Rangers as quickly as possible this term. The striker scored on his debut against Kilmarnock last week and then came off the bench with the win over Livingston on Sunday. He couldn't find the net at Cowdenby but got 90 minutes under his belt as the Jers progressed to the Scottish Cup fifth round. Defoe said, yeah it's good, obviously it is important for me to get games and day by day I am feeling sharper and a lot fitter and I am enjoying it. The lads have been brilliant, the fans are great and we just need to keep winning football matches. I have come to an environment where everyone is flying. The team is confident and playing well, so just keep winning and we will be happy. I just want to take each day as it comes, I don't want to put too much pressure on the lads. But like I said before, the lads have done so well before I came here. At the beginning of the season, you want to be in that mix of the teams at the top of the league. And if we can achieve something special, it would be great for everyone. We just keep taking it each day as it comes. And like I mentioned before... Keep winning football matches, which is the most important thing, and we will see what happens. Rangers overcame Cowden Beef with relative ease on Wednesday night, as they set up a clash with Kilmarnock in the next round. Strikes from Andy Halliday, Lasana Koulibaly and Kyle Lafferty were enough for the Light Blues, as they ran out 3-1 winners. Defoe said, It is always going to be difficult. It doesn't matter about the opposition. You have got to be professional and approach it like any other game. Of course, we wanted to come here and put in a performance. The conditions were difficult, but at the same time, it was the same for both teams. We are delighted with this win. We will take that. By Group Senior Sports Writer, Chris Rajak. This is an article from the evening 1st of February 2019. Celtic captain Scott Brown assured of his place as he signs final contract of his playing career. But from the minute he created his own particular Celtic narrative, with a goal and a celebration at Ibrox, Brown has forever been assured of a love from his own. If some of that allure seemed to fade, as he was sidelined earlier this season. The news that he will see out his career at Celtic was nevertheless greeted with significant cheer from the Parkhead support, who will urge him onto the platform, where no one before has trodden. For captain to deliver a historic 10th successive title would be assured a particular nice and a colourful story at the club. 
I love the club and I love playing in front of 60,000 and I love winning games, said Brown yesterday, as he agreed a two-year extension to his current deal. The main thing was for me to stay and try to win as many trophies as I possibly can. Brown is a defensive character in Scottish football. The ground and maximum on Planet Ryan Villain has repelled as many as it has scratched. But a scratch off the surface would suggest that underneath the impressive exterior there is more than meets the eye. Successive Celtic managers have spoken of his leadership qualities of a willingness to proper players in one direction at times when the creation has been threatened. If his professionalism has been questioned, perhaps in late-night booze and sessions in the week leading up to the cup final will not be as easily forgiven under the contract resume as they were under the last. There have been a feeling from his managers that Brown has exerted a positive influence in the changing room. Certainly there have been times when other teams have looked with closed eyes at a combat and a willingness at times to do the kind of dirty work that is not always appreciated until there is no one there to do it. I think this definitely would be my last contract, Brown told Celtic TV. Coming up to 36, there comes a time when the body says no you can't keep pushing 60 games a season, especially here because the schedule is so hard for everybody. It's been a long time and I've enjoyed every single moment, but I think another two years me done and dusted. If there is any indication of what Celtic might look like without Brown, in their Colgin and Lamberston in the middle of a park, when he was injured earlier in the season, the likelihood is that he'll be glimpsed a little more often. Whatever comes next for the 33 steward of his place of the iconic captains of the club, as he plays out for the remainder of his days in the East End. The Evening Times Sport Recorded on the 1st of February 2019 And a holiday Rangers season will be a failure if we don't win any silverware this term By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack And a holiday insists Rangers will have to consider their season a failure If they don't lift any silverware in Stephen Gerrard's first campaign at the helm Lively's progress to the 5th round of the Scottish Cup With a 3-1 win at Cowdenbeef on Wednesday night as Halliday, Lasana Koulibaly and Kyle Lafferty found the target. But Celtic's win over St Johnston in their game in hand at Parkhead saw them move 6 points clear of Gerrard's side at the top of the Premiership standings. The Gerrards have taken steps forward under the guidance of Gerrard this term. But Halliday knows they must have a winner's medal to show for their efforts come May. He said, listen, I think you guys and the fans have given us a lot of praise this year because there has been progress. But if we don't win a trophy at the end of the year, then it has been a failure of a season for my account. I have not won a real Rangers trophy since I have been here, and I am obviously looking to try and win more. This is one of the two chances we have got. The manager is saying the same, 100%. Nobody has got more of a winning mentality than that man. He is drilling that into the boys every single day. Like I say, the progress has been there, but we need to progress even more if we want to win. I thought we bounced back well against Livingston. It is a difficult place to go. They were high-flying at the start of the season and their form has dipped a wee bit, so we went there and done a professional job there. But we need to keep that momentum going against St Marin at home. By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. To call from the Evening Times. 1st of February 2019. Davy Hay, Neil Lennon's situation at Hibs was vertical. The statement that came out of the Leaf Club was a nonsense this week. He hadn't been sacked and he hasn't resigned, so where is he? This is a guy who took Hibs back up, who took them into Europe and who's got bums on seats with sales of season tickets through the roof. 
There was no cry from a support for his head, which can sometimes trigger a reaction from a board in football. And to me, and I'd stress that I'm on the outside here, it seems that a line has been crossed when it comes to a chief executive interfering with matters of a dressing room. We all know that Neil Lennon wears his heart on his sleeve and cannot be hot-headed at times, but you are allowed to be critical of your own players. To me, Leon Dempster has taken exemption to that and reacted, and I think that is a huge mistake. In a position as chief executive, I think you're entitled to ask why someone is playing. As a manager, you won't like it, but I can accept that. But when it comes to meddling in the way of a dressing room runs, that's a line you can't cross. This is the end of part one. After a short break, we'll be coming back in part two with more great articles from the Evening Times. Visually impaired people are being invited to see if they are eligible for a free, specially adapted radio from a charity. The British Wireless for the Blind Fund, BWBF, provides the equipment to those with sight loss around the UK who meet its criteria. Radio is a lifeline to those who are blind and partially sighted, providing companionship and helping them to keep in touch with what's going on in the world, as well as in the local community. BWBF offers equipment free of charge to those who have sight loss and are in receipt of a means-tested benefit. BWBF is launching its Reaching Out campaign to try and increase awareness about their equipment and help more people who are blind and partially sighted. Our regional development manager, Sophie Weldon, said, Our radios are designed so that a person with sight loss can use them easily and independently. All equipment is delivered to the home by a volunteer who sets it all up and provides support in using it. We offer a range of equipment, digital radios, CD players, memory stick players, internet radio and even a specially designed app. Our radios are vital to someone who cannot see. They provide news, information and entertainment, but also, more importantly, companionship and a friendly service. If you or someone you know is interested in a BWBF radio, please contact Sophie Weldon at sophie at blind.org.uk that is s-o-p-h-i-e at b-l-i-n-d dot org dot uk or phone 01283-790-208 that's 01283-790-208, or on 07540-724-063. That is 07540-724-063. To find out more about the British Wireless for the Blind Fund, follow us on Twitter at British Wireless, like us on Facebook, or go to blind.org.uk. Now, back to the main programme. Welcome back. The headlines in part two. Whitehall and Drumchapel pulls safe from Glasgow budget cuts. Glasgow taxis could be forced off the road under low emission zone plans. Plans submitted to demolish entire O2 ABC following Glasgow School of Art fire. Glasgow Food Bank founder Julie Webster no longer facing fraud charges. College strikes, current talks to come on Thursday. FOP buys road Glasgow to close amid HMV takeover. A man rushed to hospital after being hit by a car close to North Glasgow School. Charges dropped against Pollock pensioner accused of stealing thousands. The Iron Horse Bar, objections to plans for Glasgow City Centre demolition. Govan Hill pulled through bin service making a difference to cleansing. Burned Glasgow toddler only taken to hospital after woman threatened with action. Celtic captain Scott Brown. People kept telling me my legs had fallen off. What for the second time? 
And the Rangers boss Steven Gerrard relishing Petodre clash with Aberdeen. Andrew Gutman to return to Celtic after planned move to Nashville Falls View. Rangers star Borna Baritic gears up for a huge doubleheader against Aberdeen in Kilmarnock. Glasgow's women's 10k race axed after running for 26 years. Chris Jack. Rangers are in a catch-22 situation over a second deal for Liverpool winger Ryan Kent. Council's bid to eradicate homelessness in the city. The Evening Times News recorded on the 6th of February 2019. Whitehall and Drumchapel pools safe from Glasgow budget cuts by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. The Whitehall Pool and Drumchapel Pool will not be closing to meet looming budget cuts it has been confirmed. After a budget options document seen by the Evening Times mentioned closure, local people are concerned they would lose their swimming pool. But the Deputy Leader of Glasgow City Council has said closing the two pools will not be included in this year's budget plan. With just two weeks until the budget is presented, David MacDonald said the council doesn't intend shutting facilities without a plan to replace them. The news will come as relief to those who organised in Deniston and Drumchapel to ensure they kept the swimming pools open. Mr MacDonald said it was unfortunate the options paper was leaked and misrepresented. However, he said, now that the city government has begun the process of considering these officer proposals as part of our own budget preparations, it is clear that the number do not accord with our priorities and approach nor with the commitments we were elected upon in 2017. As a result, I can confirm that amongst those recommendations we will not take forward into our budget are the closure of council-owned facilities, including the Whitehill and Drumchapel pools. He said the pools and community facilities were included in an exercise by council officials to draw up a wide range of options and costings to be considered by all political parties in the council. Closing 12 facilities, including the pools, would have saved more than £1 million. Yeah, that exercise is designed to help members consider the value and also the impact of potential investments or savings. It is routine for officer options to be reviewed and refined, or, where appropriate, rejected before the budget. While criticising political opponents, claiming some cause unnecessary concern, the deputy leader said it was greatly encouraging to see the sense of community which rallied around these cherished facilities. The city treasurer, Alan Gow, is drawing up his third budget since the SNP took over the council and is facing a spending gap of around £41 million in the next financial year. Mr MacDonald said this year there is the additional challenge of equal pay settlement. However, he said, but we also have political priorities and ambitions for investment in our communities. Glaswegians should have access to local services and high-quality leisure and cultural facilities in buildings fit for their intended purpose, which is not always the case as it currently stands. Too many are in a state of dilapidation, have had little more than sticking plaster maintenance for years, are reaching the end of their lives, or are simply no longer suitable for their current use. By political correspondent Stuart Patterson. This is an article from the Evening Times. 6th of February 2019. Glasgow taxis could be forced off the road under low emission zone plans. The council has agreed to implement the LEZ in the city centre to all vehicles which means patrol vehicles must meet a strict admission standard for diesel by December 2022. Buses will be affected from December 31st of this year. But concerns have been raised by members of Unite for Union Glasgow CAB section who believe these new low emission vehicles will force drivers out of their jobs if they can't get a five-year loan from the government or council to pay for them. 
All taxis have diesel engines, and owners can opt for an LPG (liquid petrol gas) conversion, which would cost around twelve thousand pound to complete. Callum Anderson, chairman of Glasgow CAB section, said it is going to cost individual taxi drivers around forty thousand pound to meet these standards. This is going to be a massive issue for them. There are one thousand four hundred twenty active taxis in Glasgow, but only two hundred of them are Euro six. Produces just a tiny fraction of pollutants emitted by a Euro One car. This means around twelve thousand will have been replaced within three years. We can take out a loan from Energy Trust Scotland, which is run by the Scottish government over the next five years. The pot of money is running low, and it is unlikely drivers will be successful because of their low earnings. We have to acquire vehicles which are wheelchair friendly. Which means taxis cost more than three times the amount of private hire cars. If you own two or three taxis, you are in trouble. When it comes to 2022, many will hand their plates back to the council. We do have a bit of time to get organised. We can put our vehicles through an LPG conversion, which will cost around twelve thousand pound per taxi. This means putting a petrol engine into a diesel taxi. We have approached the council for funding. We said we will contact the Scottish government, but we have not heard back. Its colleague claimed bus companies are receiving grants to meet the criteria. Stephen Grant, secretary of Glasgow CAB section, said the financial impact on taxi drivers is going to be huge. We have to buy them ourselves, but buses, who will have to meet the criteria before us, are receiving grants to make this possible. The councils should have looked at this impact this will have on taxi drivers before making these decisions. For don't care if a driver earns a living, it has no impact in their decision making. If we want to replace our vehicles, we'll have to do it ourselves, and many people won't be able to afford that. The Glasgow CAB section have been in touch with a council to request funding for vehicles. A council spokeswoman said Glasgow's low emission zone is being praised, and so that individuals and businesses have time to prepare. Introduced last December, the vehicle emission standards required of our city centre (LEZ) only affects local service buses, and it won't be until December 2022 that its scope is widened to include all vehicles. We have engaged with taxi operators in respect of LEZ, and will of course continue to do so. Along with individuals and businesses who might also be affected. The Evening Times news recorded on the sixth of February, twenty nineteen. Plans submitted to demolish entire O two ABC following Glasgow School of Art fire by Holly Lennon. Plans have been submitted to demolish the fire damaged O two ABC. A building warrant application has been submitted to Glasgow City Council to demolish the substantially fire-damaged building in its entirety. It comes almost eight months after the iconic music venue was extensively damaged by the second fire at the Glasgow School of Art. The blaze tore through the building at 326 Sakial Street on June the 15th, resulting in the roof of the building collapsing. We reported last week how Glasgow City Council were forced to board up the building after its owners failed to give them any indication of their plans for it were. Adjoining businesses, including Campus Bar, City Cuts, Hairdressers, and California Restaurant, have also been boarded up. The O2ABC venue dates back to 1929 and has long been a hub of entertainment for Glasgow visitors and residents. In previous years, it was the home of Regal Cinema and an ice rink. In its later years, it was transformed into a gig venue and nightclub, hosting popular club nights such as Propaganda and Jelly Baby. The demolition plans are currently still under consideration by Glasgow City Council. By Holly Lennon. 
This is an article from the Evening Times, 6th of February 2019. Glasgow Food Bank founder Julie Webster no longer facing fraud charges. Julie Webster, 42, was charged with pocketing the money between March and December 2015 from Greater Maryhill Food Bank at Chapel Street. Prosecutors claimed that she did while coordinator of Greater Maryhill Food Bank embezzled £15,000. Webster from Summerston, Glasgow, has always denied the charge when the case is called at the City South Court. She was due to go on trial this week at the court, but the case was not called. A Crown Office spokesman said it was the duty of the Crown to keep the case under view, and after thought and careful consideration of the facts and circumstances, including available administrable evidence, the prosecutor fiscal introduced there should be no further proceedings at this time. Should the evidential position change, the Crown reserve the right to raise proceedings. The Evening Times News recorded on the 6th of February 2019. College strikes, crunch talks to come on Thursday by columnist slash reporter Katrina Stewart. College bosses and unions are told crunch talks tomorrow in a bid to avoid further strike action. Lecturers walked out yesterday in a second day of protests. Overpay with union the EIS, saying there was strong support on the picket lines. Members of the Educational Institute of Scotland Further Education Lecturers Association, EIS-FELA, have been campaigning for a fair cost of living pay increase, which they say has not happened since April 2016. EIS General Secretary Larry Flanagan said, The support at the picket lines this morning shows that EIS-FELA members remain resolute and determined to secure a fair cost of living increase for Scotland's FE lecturers. Lecturers are asking only for a pay settlement that is in line with existing public sector pay policy. It is disappointing that the response from College of Scotland has been inflammatory rhetoric about lecturers being greedy and unreasonable. Nothing could be further from the truth. Our members have been extremely reasonable and are asking only for the same type of cost of living settlement that College support staff and many of our public sector workers have already received. Lecturers voted in favour of taking industrial action in December, with 90% of those who took part backing the move. The first day of strikes took place on January 16th, while the second came on Tuesday. A third is scheduled for March 6th if a deal is not reached. The Scottish Government claims it has invested heavily in colleges and funding additional costs of harmonisation of pay terms and conditions. This was said to have helped the institutions deliver an average 9% pay increase to lecturers over three years. Further Education Minister Richard Lockhead said, It is profoundly disappointing the strike is going ahead, and it is not surprising that students are angry, especially since there have been encouraging signs of progress in recent talks. We will be speaking again soon, when I will again urge both parties to resolve this dispute in the spirit of collaboration and cooperation, as its continuation is in no one's interest, least of all our students. EIS-FELA President Pam Curry added, EIS-FELA hopes that in our next meeting on Thursday, College of Scotland will come with a willingness to engage in meaningful discussions towards a negotiated and fair agreement. By columnist slash reporter Katrina Stewart. If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Qn Review channels. Now, back to the main programme. 
This is an article from the Evening Times. The 6th of February 2019. FOP buys Road Glasgow to close amid HMV takeover. FOP on Byers Road is a one of 27 stores to get the axe after music retailer HMV went to administration. Outlets in Bayhead Shopping Centre and Air will also be closing. HMV in Dundee, Aberdeen, East Kilbride, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Inverness, Livingston and Stirling are to remain open. Canadian firm Sunrise Records bought for collapsed music chain. The firm will buy 100 stores across the UK out of administration, securing 1,487 jobs. Local residents were quick to voice their frustration at the closure. Patrick Grady, MP for Glasgow North, said very sorry to see Fop and Byers Ward fall victim to HMV closures and restructuring. It was an iconic presence in the West End, and this is a loss to the cultural scene as well as an impact on jobs and economy. Fellow customer Richie Bradley commented, It's a real shame, I love this shop. Just this week I bought three CDs, but no one actually buys music anymore, rather they stream bad quality to cheap speakers. Bring back real quality hi-fi, and real shame. Mr Putman, 34, bought Sunrise Records in 2014 when it just had five stores. He has since overseen its expansion to 84 sites following the purchase of 70 HMV stores after the Canadian arm went bust in 2017. He said we are delighted to acquire the most iconic and had already won... The Evening Times News recorded on the 6th of February 2019. Man rushed to hospital after being hit by a car close to North Glasgow School by Holly Lennon. Man has been rushed to hospital after being struck by a car close to a primary school. Emergency services were called to the scene on Tambowie Street at its junction with Fulton Street in the Temple area around 6.30am. The injured man has been taken to hospital as police continue to carry out inquiries in the area. Locals reported being unable to access Bearsden Road and Crow Road as officers remain on the scene. The incident unfolded close to Knights Road Primary. It is not known if access to the school will be affected. By Hall Lennon. This is an article from the Evening Times. 6th of February 2019. Charges dropped against Pollock pensioner accused of stealing thousands. Catherine McPhee, 81, was charged with embezzling £5,800 from St Conville's Paris Church in Pollock, Glasgow. She was accused of taking the money while acting as a treasurer of the church between July and August 2013. The OAP from Pollock was due to stand trial at Glasgow Sheriff Court this week, but prosecutors dropped the charges against her. A Crown Office spokesman said a prosecutor fiscal deals with every case on its own individual facts and circumstances and will take action where there is sufficient evidence and it is in the public's interest to do so. Following full and careful consideration of the facts and circumstances of the case, the prosecutor fiscal decided that there should be no further criminal proceedings. The Evening Times News recorded on the 6th of February 2019. Iron Horse Bar Objections to Plans for Glasgow City Centre Demolition by Holly Lennon. Hundreds of Glasgow residents have spoken out against controversial plans to demolish a number of popular businesses to make way for a new hotel. Applicants George Capital are looking to flatten the Blue Lagoon, also Meal Restaurant and the Iron Horse Bar, among others. 
on the corner of West Nile Street and Bath Street to build a hotel. Developers described the buildings, which are over 100 years old, as not of special interest and incapable of being suitably repaired or refurbished in their assessment submitted to the council. The site currently holds five businesses and over 50 employees. Since the application was submitted, owners of the businesses under threat have fought back. The Iron Horse Bar generated a petition attracting over 2,000 signatures, while Oslo Mio forced agents Savills to resurvey the building after it was found an inspection report submitted as part of the plans was outdated. In just two months, over 400 individual objections have been submitted to Glasgow City Council. Among those taking a stand against the development are the Blisswood and Broomy Law Community Council, Lord Provost Elva Bolander, Bailey Christie Mearns, and Councillor Angus Miller. A petition created by the Iron Horse Bar, described as the spiritual home of the Tartan Army, has garnered over 2,000 signatures alone, with some objectors coming from as far as Belgium, Poland, Australia, Philippines, Azerbaijan, America and Spain. Jim Brown, chair of the West of Scotland Tartan Army, sent a lengthy objection to Glasgow City Council, stating that the Iron Horse Bar has been the one constant feature of the area. He added the club is proved to call the Iron Horse home. The club was established over 20 years ago, meets on a monthly basis in the excellent function rooms provided in the Iron Horse Bar, acts as host to the groups of fans throughout Scotland on match days. Such is the reputation of the Iron Horse that attracts football fans from throughout the world as they follow their own teams to the city. He added, attracting more visitors to the city centre is a positive objective. However, those visitors wish to experience the history and culture of Glasgow, the friendliness of Glaswegians and its traditional independently owned pubs. The Iron Horse is a shining example of that, and it is, of course, one of the very few that remain in that area. Rod Graham of the Good Spirits Company, which operates out of offices on West Nile Street and Bath Street, said the proposal would destroy two long-established local businesses. Writing to the Glasgow City Council, Councillor Eva Bolander added, Loss of the existing building will mean losing the historical and traditional architectural context for this area. In the Central Conservation Area appraisal, there is specific mention of low-level non-listed buildings and their importance for the overall character of the heritage environment. Heritage is also one of the key pillars of the city's visitor tourism strategy, and this proposal to demolish a heritage building is damaging to the strategy. Chardon Hotels, who currently owns the city's Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express, have also objected, citing that there are too many hotel developments being proposed in Glasgow. A design statement submitted by the developers acknowledges that the buildings are considerably more than 100 years old, but says that they show no features of architectural merit, are not considered to be of special interest, and as a result have not been listed. It goes on to say almost every individual building remaining in the central area conservation area, which dates back to a similar time, has previously been listed. The fact that these buildings have not been considered worthy of listing reflects their lack of individual character or architectural merit. The buildings have plain elevations with no detailing or other features of any merit. The plans are still to be considered by Glasgow City Council. By Holly Lennon. This is an article from the Evening Times. 6th of February 2019. Govan Hill pulled through bin service making a difference to cleansing. The Southside community is notorious for cleansing issues caused by overcrowding with backcourt areas being a particular source of strain on residents. But Govan Hill Housing Association has implemented a pull-through service that sees bins taken from the back courts and brought out to the streets for collection by council-refused workers. They are then returned to the back court once they have been emptied. A total of 147 closes now have a pull-through service. Ken McDougall of Govan Hill Housing Association said the scheme is working well in tenement closes when it has been implemented. 
It's hoped to roll off a scheme which cost factored owners around 70p per week for each clause out to over block of flats. Glasgow City Council has previously said Govan Hill is a high priority for cleansing services. Some 90 bags of rubbish are filled every day by street cleaners in Govan Hill. A mechanical sweeper is also at work and is said to gather around 1.75 tonnes of rubbish a week. But locals say foresee little improvement. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. We're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in Eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an access to audio ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl@qandreview.com. That's aaatl at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141-772-3976 or email information at qandreview.com. Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at qandreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 6th of February 2019. Burns Glasgow toddler only taken to hospital after woman threatened with action. From the Evening Times Online. A woman didn't take a badly burned toddler to hospital and she was threatened with the police, a court heard. Natasha MacDonald saw the 16-month-old child was injured on April 16, 2017 while she was in her care. She later told her mum the little girl had an accident with the kettle and she's all burnt. McDonald phoned her own daughter for advice, but when the GP later saw the extent of the child's injuries, believes they were played down. Days later, after hearing her sister had phoned NHS 24 and reported back if the child was not seen by medics immediately, the police would be contacted. McDonald took her to hospital. The 30-year-old from Pollock, Glasgow, pleaded guilty at the city sheriff court to willfully neglecting the child between April 16th and 19th, 2017. Sheriff Sean Murphy QC deferred the case until next month for reports and up-to-date pictures of the child's injuries. Defence lawyer Des Ziolo will give his plea in mitigation then. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times, 6th of February 2019. Celtic captain Scott Brown. People kept telling me my legs had fallen off. What for the second time? The 33-year-old turned down a move to Australia last week in order to remain at Celtic for further two seasons, a contract that will finish his playing career with a Parkhead club. There was a suggestion earlier in the season when Brown was injured that he would be gladly praised out of a Celtic midfield but the player has laughed off those who claimed that his time was drawn to a close, pointing out that he endured a similar scenario when Rangers beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final following a penalty shot out at Hampton in 2016. That puts a smile on my face, he said, when questioned about the gossip around him. It just makes me go out and work harder to prove to everybody that I can still do it. That 2016 semi-final was three years ago, and people were saying my legs had gone. 
I hadn't heard it all before, as I don't read. But people walking in the streets told me they'd read it in a paper that my legs had fallen off. I was like, what? The second time? I don't think I have to prove a point to anybody. For me, I've done well over my twelve years so far. I'm failing to take it. I'm big enough and ugly enough. I'm thirty-three now, and if someone's going to write to me on Twitter saying I'm finished, I'm really going to cry myself to sleep at night. Celtic manager Brendan Rodgers praised Brown in the aftermath of his side's 2-0 win over St Johnston on Sunday afternoon, believing that his captain elected for qualities that have been a hallmark of his game, particularly in recent seasons. For all that the midfielder left off any suggestion that his time might have been up at Celtic, he nevertheless conceded that age caught up with him in one regard following almost six weeks out of a team. I felt I'm getting back to full fitness now. It takes a bit longer when you get a bit older, he acknowledged. I used to just get chucked into a game after six to eight weeks and be fine. But it takes that little bit longer to get your sharpness back, more than anything. It's okay saying you're fit and can run about. It's that two or three yards bust to get everybody and play that back pass takes time. Evening Times Sport Recorded on the 2nd of February 2019 Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard relishing Pataudry clash with Aberdeen by group senior sports writer Christopher Jack Stephen Gerrard is confident Rangers can rise to the challenge at Pataudry and overcome Aberdeen at the 4th attempt this term The Ibrox boss saw his side held to a 1-1 draw on the opening weekend of the league campaign before they went down in the Betfred Cup semi-finals at Hamden Derek McInnes' side were victorious in the Premiership encounter in Glasgow and are just two points adrift of the late Blues in the standings. Victory this evening would be a major boost to Rangers' title challenge ahead of their Scottish Cup fifth round clash with Kilmarnock at the weekend. And Gerrard is relishing the chance to go head-to-head with McInnes again as the teams do battle for the fourth time this term. He said, Going through the games, I was really delighted with our performance at Petrodre in the circumstances. I was disappointed we didn't get over the line, but I felt our level of performance was enough to get the win. The semi-final was frustrating. We were toothless. We didn't have the firepower up top, but as for how we played in the game, I couldn't really ask the players for any more. The Ibrox fixture was most frustrating out of them all because we had all the control of the ball and got done by a sucker punch from a set-piece. We know where we have gone wrong in this fixture, and we know what we have to put right. This is a good opportunity for that. The rivalry is bigger than I thought coming in from the outside. Now I totally get it and understand it, and I have more education around it. I think it's a great fixture to play in for the players. Aberdeen have a very competitive manager, and the atmosphere was excellent on the first day, so I'm looking forward to the challenge. It does have a similar feel to an old firm in a way. Obviously nothing will ever compete to the old firm, but Aberdeen is probably the next in line. By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Remember... This weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts. For free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. This is an article from the Evening Times. 6th of February 2019. Andrew Gutman to return to Celtic after planned move to Nashville Falls View. Gutman and fellow American Manny Pierce joined for hoops on a three and a half year contract on transfer window deadline day last month. 
Celtic wanted to send for 22-year-old on a loan to the United Soccer League side, but Major League Soccer, which Nashville is set to join next year, blocked a deal. A Nashville statement said for this past week, Nashville Soccer Club had announced its intention to take defender Andrew Gutman on loan from Celtic FC. However, as an expansion member of MLS, and in the light of the fact that MLS does not support the transaction, Nashville will not be proceeding with the loan. We wish Andrew the best in the season, and we will no further comment on the matter. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 4th of February 2019. Rangers star Borner Balitek gears up for a huge doubleheader against Aberdeen and Kilmarnock by group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Borna Balizic reckons Rangers can prove their Premiership title credentials by overcoming rivals Aberdeen on Wednesday night. Bally Blues make the trip to Pitodre, two points ahead of the Dons and three in front of Kilmarnock after their 4-0 weekend win over St Mirren. But it is league leader Celtic that Steven Gerrard's side are focused on as they look to mount a challenge for the top flight silverware in the second half of the season. Rangers are at Rugby Park on Scottish Cup duty on Saturday and Berizic knows it could be a defining double-header for Gerrard and his players. He said, It's a big seven days for us, Aberdeen in midweek and Kilmarnock in the Cup, but we are full of confidence after this win. We will go to Aberdeen and try to win. This week can be a very important week for us. I am always positive. I always want to win. If I didn't think we could win this title, I wouldn't play football. I hope we can do it and get to the final. If we are to become champions, then we need to go to places like Aberdeen and win. We need to win. If we win at Aberdeen and at Kilmarnock, I think that would set us up very well for the rest of the season. I think it would give us a great deal of mental belief. Aberdeen are a tough team. They have been good players and they have proved that because we haven't managed to beat them on three occasions, but there has to be a first time for everything, so why not on Wednesday? There's a rivalry between us and Aberdeen. It's like Celtic almost. I think that will push us on that Wednesday. I missed all three matches against Aberdeen. I really enjoy big games and the big rivalries. James Trevernier netted twice from the spot and Jermaine Defoe also converted from 12 yards to overcome the Saints on Saturday. Ryan Kent completed the scoring with a neat finish late on as Rangers ran out comfortable winners from an eye-catching encounter. Berizic said, I can't say it was our best performance, but when you are in a title race like we are, the most important thing is to get the three points. At the end it was 4-0. We created more chances than them, and now we go to play a very important game at Aberdeen. The standards are high at a club like this. The crowd always wants us to play good football, but sometimes you can't manage that all in the day. Days like today, for example, where we were not at top level, but big teams win, even when they don't play well. So I think the important thing for us was to get the win. By Groups Near Sports Writer, Christopher Jack. This is an article from the Evening Times. 5th of February 2019. Glasgow's ruined 10k race axed after running for 26 years. The organisers of a great women's run said the decision was taken due to dwindling numbers taken part in recent years. They said more female runners were now taking part in the mixed Great Scottish Run 10k, which it also organises. Glasgow Life, which has some involvement in the event, said the event's goal of encouraging more women to participate in sport had been achieved. The event is a popular first-time race of women due to a fun and relaxed atmosphere and public support it attracts. Former Labour leader Jonan Lammett treated sad news. I first ran it in 1994. My first organised run gave me a love of running and that lasted for years. 
For 6.2 mile race, moved to the city's west end a few years ago after being held in the south of the city for years and raises thousands for charitable causes every year. It was originally organised by Glasgow City Council which sets up a women's jogging network to encourage female runners to take part with beginner running courses organised to prepare entrants. A mixed running network was axed by Glasgow's Life a few years ago. A men's 10k event is organised annually in Glasgow. Jenny Harkins, a member of a community running group, Glasgow Phoenix Runners, said this is really sad news. For Glasgow's women's 10k has been a very special race, which has given thousands of ordinary women, myself included, a reason to start running and the confidence to take part in a public sporting event. There's always been something incredibly special about the supportive and joyous atmosphere. A spokesman for the Great One Company said together with partners we have taken a decision not to stage a Great Women's 10k moving forward. First introduced 25 years ago to encourage more women in Scotland to participate in running events, the Great Women's Race 10k was the first of its kind. It has been so successful in achieving our goal that we now see more women taking part in similar events than ever before. The event was originally organised by Glasgow City Council before it was taken over by firm that organises a series of 10k and half marathon events across the UK, including a Great Scottish Run in October. A spokesman for Glasgow Life said the Great Women's 10K was introduced in 1993 in order to encourage more women to participate in sport and this has been achieved. Female participation in the Great Scottish Run has been higher than the Great Women's Run for the past two years. Therefore, we will instead concentrate our resources into a further development of the Great Scottish Run, rather than continue to deliver an annual 10k event, which is decreasing in popularity, and facing more and more marketplace competition. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 4th of February 2019. Chris Jack. Rangers are in a catch-22 situation over a second deal for Liverpool winger Ryan Kent. By group senior sports writer Chris Rajak. First impressions can often be deceiving. In the case of Ryan Kent, that initial view has been proven to be wrong for many. When Steven Gerrard was in the process of overhauling his Rangers squad in the summer, it was inevitable that he would be linked with a handful of players from Liverpool. Rumours of loan deals for sought-after talents like Harry Wilson and Ben Woodburn were persistent as was the more fanciful notion that striker Dominic Solanke would make the move from Anfield to Ibrox. There was a degree of scepticism amongst the porters then. What Kent and Oviagaria were the Reds kids that Gerrard completed deals for. Neither had the acclaim of Wilson or the international exposure of Woodburn. While one move was a failure, the other had been an undoubted success. Ajaria never seemed to fit in, on or off the park, at Rangers and it became evident fairly early on that he wasn't going to have the kind of impact that Gerrard needed from him. His goal in UFA, that clinched the Europa League berth, will be fondly remembered by supporters, but there were few disappointed when he cut short his stay in Glasgow before the January window even opened. In Kent's case, many are already thinking ahead to the summer market and wondering whether Gerrard will be able to retain the services of the winger for more than the single season that he has signed up for. The 22-year-old scored his fifth goal of the campaign in the win over St. Mount, a direct run and dinked finish capping off another sterling performance as he switched between a central role and a place on the left wing. 
He's been excellent for us, Gerard said on Saturday. He's in good form, he's happy, but I'm going to keep pushing him because I want him to be hungrier to score more goals and I want him to keep being hungry to improve his numbers. Today he could have two goals, maybe three, so it was a good performance and I think he's got man of the match, but for me it's my job to push him and that's what I'll do. It was evident at the start of the campaign that Kent possessed a natural flair and inbuilt turn of foot, but his game has come on significantly as he has become an integral part of the Rangers' attack. Initial fears that he would be too lightweight or too inconsistent to really have an impact at Ibrox were quickly allayed, and he is a more well-rounded player now than he was when he first pulled on the light blue jersey. This is undoubtedly a positive for Gerrard, but it is the ultimate catch-22 for Rangers. They want to reap the rewards of Kent's abilities, but the better he becomes, the more attractive he will be to clubs with greater financial muscle. In an interview with the Liverpool Echo last week, Reds Academy director Alex Inglethorpe stated that Kenton Wilson, who has starred for Frank Lampard's derby this term, have earned an audition for Jurgen Klopp's first team squad thanks to their loan efforts. The chances of Kent going back to Anfield and immediately winning a place in the attacking line alongside the likes of Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are somewhat slim. He could be given an opportunity to show what he can do though. If now is not the time for him to make his Premier League breakthrough, Kent will surely not be short of suitors in the Championship, and it would be no surprise if Rangers face stiff competition to land him, either on another loan or permanently in the summer. The dialogue over that possibility will continue behind the scenes, and the relationship between player and manager could just be the factor that swings it in Rangers' favour. If another deal could be done, there would be few dissenting voices this time around, and the light blue legions will hope Kent gets a second chance to make another impression at Ibrox. By Group Senior Sports Writer Chris Rojack. This is an article from the Evening Times, 5th of February 2019. Council's bid to eradicate homelessness in the city. If approved, the strategy is expected to cost Glasgow City Council 18 million. The local authority receives at least 5,300 homeless applications, where 4,300 are deemed unmentional. In 2017-2018, to 2018, of those who found themselves in this situation, 70% were single, 51% were male, and 76 were between 25 and 59 years old. Homelessness in Glasgow is a bigger problem than the Scottish average. Following release from prison, 9% of people find themselves without a home in Glasgow compared to the Scottish average of 6%. In 2018, the council helped 2,285 people stuck in temporary accommodation. The average length for stay in temporary accommodation in Scotland as a whole is 14 weeks compared to 41 weeks in Glasgow. Figures show that the homeless in the city can spend up to 35 weeks in a hostel. The five-year plan, costing £18 million to combat the problem, is expected to be discussed by the city administration each week. Following the Scottish Government's objective to eradicate homelessness throughout the country, Glasgow City Council has been working on a proposal to make this happen. In October 2017, the Scottish Government established the Homelessness and Rough Sleeping Action Group. In June 2018, it was agreed that every local authority in Scotland should develop a rapid housing transition plan, setting out how a housing-led approach to end homelessness could be achieved. Those working on the programme are trying to address the wave and manage the demand for homeless services and access to sheltered housing, housing options and homelessness prevention and ending rough sleeping. 
There are make sure homeless applications are handled more effectively and quickly to improve access to the 68 housing associations in the city. If it is impossible to prevent rough sleeping or sofa surfing completely, Glasgow aims to provide a safe and secure household for every homeless person quickly. They hope they will mean people will spend less time in temporary accommodation. To achieve these objectives, the council will reduce time in temporary accommodation by 50%, eradicate the use of bed and breakfast by homeless people, reduce the supply of temporary furnished flats by 100 and hostel provision by 500. Instead, we want to develop 600 housing first tenancies for the city's most complex and disadvantaged service users. For proposal state, our plan is ambitious and reflects a strong commitment to rapid rehousing philosophy. This commitment is reflected in the principles which underpin our plan, which are that we work in partnership to prevent homelessness and where it does occur. We ensure that people access the right support at the right time. That secure housing enhances people's life experiences. With the right support, most people are capable of sustaining and settle housing in local communities. The time spent in temporary accommodation is kept to a minimum, with access to settled housing our main priority. People who have experienced homelessness and need to be involved in a service department. The Council is expected to note the report and submit it to the Operation Performance and Delivery Scrunchy Committee. If successful, the project is expected to transform experience of the homelessness. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Evening Times. This weekly talking newspaper digest was a Q and Review recording service production. The readers were volunteers at Q and Review, and the producer was Jordan Duncan. Q and Review Recording Service Limited is a registered Scottish charity, number SC zero one eight zero one six. Our registered office is at eighteen Crowhill Road. Bishop Briggs, Glasgow, G641QY. Remember, you can always get in contact with us by email at information at qandreview.com or by leaving us a message on our answering service at 0141 772 3976.